This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who know that Kevin Hayes just needs a few Friday night citywides in order to really appreciate that $7 million a year he's going to be making for the Flyers. That's the ticket. Well, Craig, I guess you could say it's been a while since we recorded last. It's been a while. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit of time. It's been a couple. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been two weeks. We took a week off. Two weeks, and uh, it was nice. Nice to to take some time off. Uh, I got to go explore the the mosquito filled forests of Wisconsin. Actually, I. I say mosquito filled, but I didn't get bitten that bad. And honestly, it was it was really nice. Like it was high seventies for weather, and at night oh, it was nice and cool. I was wearing a hoodie in the morning, and as hockey fans, I think we can all appreciate hoodie weather. It's hockey fan, I think we can all appreciate nice weather right now. It's fucking hot as hell around here. <laughs> it, I come back to Philadelphia, and it's just like, ugh, yeah. it's just a swamp again. God, yeah, it's uh, been miserable miserable yeah just a heads up for you while you were in uh wisconsin uh it was uh it was still hot here and uh it's still august so i don't know what it was in wisconsin but here it's august and it's not uh it's not great it's been it's been really hot and uh yeah i don't know my two weeks or my my week off was not as uh as fun but it was uh yeah it was a good time (laughs) a good time the best time (laughs) it was a great time (laughs) It's nothing but fun for old Craig. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I said I was going to explain a little bit on the show, so I'll just say it right now. On Tuesday, I hydroplane and ran into the back of another car. I and just hydroplane. Saw the car, just hydroplaned. Ended up totaling the car. Uh, went to the hospital the next day because I thought I might have concussion. Spent there. I spent like. I think seven or eight hours there and I'm not getting a CAT scan. And the doctor told me I might've had a mild concussion, which are both a little alarming, but I, you know, it was fine, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, but now I'm back in Warminster. I'm no longer in Jersey. Uh, it's been just, it's been a long week. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just tired. Well, <laughs> you know what the best, the best way to cure a concussion is get I- back in the game. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, yeah, just uh, pop a couple Advil and get right back in there. Pretend like nothing's happening. Pretend happened. like you're not experiencing any symptoms and get right back in the game uh, what, as soon as you can. What I was hoping uh, that somebody would tell me I should do was talk about hockey gossip because that's what I really wanted to hit the sweet spot last week. Uh, maybe if like a key player signed somewhere and didn't want to be there. That's what I wanted to talk about. Ooh, gossip. (laughs) Ooh. That's what I've been waiting two weeks to talk about is gossip. I was just blissfully unplugged. And then I uh, got, I started getting back into the flow of things on Wednesday. And then today a little bit more and uh, looking at some hockey stuff. Okay, what's going on? What's going on? And apparently there is some top notch by top notch. I mean, who cares? Flyers gossip that 
a guy who uh, agreed to be here for seven years doesn't want to be here for seven years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a big rumor. Uh, and uh, this is coming from uh, Frank Saravalli. Frank Saravalli uh, was on uh, the Only Flyers podcast, and he went on about... He was on this podcast? <laughs> hey, hey, let's not... We can't go far too far down this road, all right? So, look, he was on the Only Flyers podcast. <laughs> and he... While I wasn't here. Told the host about he had run into one of Kevin Hayes' friends up in Boston for game and the friend told Saravalli that he ran into Kevin Hayes uh, the day before, a couple days before and said something about how the only way he was going to sign in Philly was if they were going to overpay him. Uh, and then that was the rumor. And then Ryan Whitney, who I believe is a co-host on Chicklets of uh, or whatever, uh, spin Chicklets, the Barstool spot podcast, uh, Apparently shot that down and tweeted out, uh, quote, interesting considering Hazy, I'm assuming that's Kevin Hayes, just told me he was fired up when he got traded to Philly and watched Game 7 with three buddies in Dorchester. So what we have here is a classic he said, he said that I, I don't care about. That, but that is the big <laughs> that is the biggest news right now is, is apparently Kevin Hayes may or may not have told somebody that coincidentally ran into Frank Saravalli in Massachusetts that Kevin Hayes may not want to here even for half a hundred million dollars i don't know how i'm supposed to take that in i mean he signed the deal he was still able to sign wherever he wanted overpaying for a free agent that may not want to come to your team sounds like free agency was effective so i i I get this is like a talking point i think this just plays on the strings of fans paranoid that the flyers no longer a destination that players want to come to heads up Flyers don't want to play all series in almost a decade, so that shouldn't be too surprising. Um, And also, there's a salary cap here, so it's not really like the old days where the Flyers could just go out and buy players. It's, I don't know, it's kind of hard to fit it all under the cap now, and the the Flyers kind of sucked at that for the first couple years of the salary cap. So they're playing catch-up now, and this is what most teams have to go through, and it's not really a big fucking deal. I just don't. (laughs) <laughs> like honestly it's this is just I, you could say this about literally anybody is my thing it's like this is why i don't really don't get, get into the, it's the middle of august, it's late august that's why we're talking about this right now but it's just yeah, basically, basically. Even, uh, number one love the fact that that nickname is hazy because I do that's peak hockey right there yeah just the most unoriginal nickname possible is just <laughs> taking haze and adding a y on the end yeah it's actually kind of fitting that yeah yeah <laughs> that is pretty good. I but also... all hazy. But the thing is, like, again, if he really, really didn't want to be here, he would not have signed. You don't sign for seven years in a place you really don't want to be. Yeah. I, well, and I also don't understand, like, but Kevin Hayes, this is just kind of the like, I think people want to use or the people that are kind of harping on the story want to use this as an overarching issue for the Flyers. But really, I think it's more just kind of Kevin Hayes. I mean. Because Kevin Hayes had problems with the Blackhawks, I believe, or I thought that he did when he was drafted years ago. Uh, and then he didn't, it sounded like he didn't want to sign a Winnipeg either. It just kind of sounds like he is a guy that, you know, if you wanted him to be somewhere for a while, that wasn't, I guess, Boston, you're going to have to give him a lot of money. And I think it was the perfect storm this summer of Flyers haven't had a 2C in a while. Chuck Fletcher's a new GM, and he has to show that he's not going to be Ron Hextall. And the other two C's on the market were Matt Duchesne 
and Joe Pavelski, who nobody knew was going to leave. So, I, again, this is just a story that is something that could be, I, I don't know what to say, it can be completely made up. You could say this about literally anybody. And Saravalli, I mean, he's been good at TSN, right? But, I mean... He's when been he was, good at TSN, but yeah, he. I mean, when he was in Philly, it was. Uh, he was in Philly many moons ago, and yeah. that was during the Dry Island phase, and yeah, and well, we all remember that. Yeah. And maybe maybe some of the kids don't. The kids yeah. don't quite remember Dry Island, but Saravelli has a much better reputation now than he yeah. did then. Like he left town, and it was kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. We're and, not here to talk shit on the guy by any means, but uh, like, it's just I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what to say about it, and I I, I don't really care. I don't care. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I actually don't give a shit if he doesn't want to be here as long as he plays good hockey. Like, just as long as he doesn't pull a Jeff Carter, crybaby, I'm not down the shore fit that he did on Columbus, then, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, and that's the, I think that is the worst thing that can happen. But also, even that was a situation where I know Kevin Hayes got traded here, but he still had to sign. So some part of him is okay with, being in Philly. Like, if you didn't want to be here, you just don't... There's really no amount of money that they could offer you where you would sign here. If he, if and, he and was... Frankly, yeah. the, the overpay, I think we've decided is... It's not much. That's all whole thing. It's probably a mil to... 1.5 to 1 mil and 1 to 2 years. Too many. So That's I don't what even... we pretty much decided. So it's not like... It's not like the Flyers signed him to a 10 mil a year contract. Right? Like... If they had done that and he says this, yeah, there's there's maybe a little bit more smoke and potential fire, but he got overpaid by maybe one to two million. Like, okay, yeah, I mean, the Flyers really just bent over and and did whatever they could for Kevin Hayes. Like, no, I mean they overpaid him a little. Yeah, that, a standard free agency overpay. Yeah, that's that's how I look at it. And if you're looking at uh, evolving wild does cap predictions, and he's, they've been pretty good. Uh, this summer and I think actually Kevin Hayes we're going to talk about him in a little bit with further off and connecting everybody but the the Kevin Hayes one I pulled out for context and they projected him at six years 5.77 million and then he ended up signing for seven years 7.1 million so maybe a little bit longer on term but like even by this one it's 1.5 million and honestly before you said it Steve I thought the whole thing with Hayes was it wasn't even quite a million people thought it was like 500 to 750 K too much, which in that case is not even like if that's another thing that just is another layer to this story for it to need to be a story is that the flyers really overpaid for Kevin Hayes. And then that's even kind of like a, they overpaid for him, but was it more free agency or this guy doesn't want to be here and they got to throw all the money in the world at him, which I think you just laid out. It was pretty much, you just, you're trying to get somebody in free agency and every team has done this ever. I think it's just the flyers haven't done this in a while and they're not, used to this they're not used to just being super super flyers fans aren't super used to being in the free agency market right now and trying to go after a big name player like kevin hayes and then i don't know i, I don't fucking know <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is such a uh, yeah it's a big non-story essentially it's a big non-story. And, well, and it's like the ultimate whisper down the lane rumor here where you've got this like you know, I ran into one of Kevin Hayes' buddies. Well, that's, yeah. He told me. Like, that is just, that is uh, okay. secondhand news if I've ever heard well, it right there. That whole thing, that's what I was, I, I was trying to make that, or I was trying to bring that up earlier. But, like, you could, you can literally just say this about any free agent this summer. Like, you could, I, you could, a New York reporter, Larry Brooks could say, oh, you know, I, I talked to Claude Drew's barber, and that guy <laughs> said, he, 
Motherfucker hates cheesesteaks. <laughs> hates them. Well, like, like Wants Larry, out real bad. Larry Brooks runs in the Artemi Panarin's friend, you know, just in, you know, on the streets of New York. And he's just like, you know, Panarin, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you happen to write for the Rangers, but Panarin, uh, my friend that's a famous hockey player, says he wasn't going to sign in New York unless they ever paid for him. And then he runs with that. Like, that can just, that's just a story. Like, I, I think it's just Cervalli and that whole crew knew that it could get a little bit of steam here or gain a little bit of traction because of the, uh, the situation of the Flyers free agency and some fans being paranoid that the Flyers aren't what they used to be and all this kind of crap. So whatever. Uh, Kevin Hayes doesn't want to be here, but I hope he's miserable and puts up 30 goals next year. That's my stance. Right. Like, so that's yeah. whatever. He can be as miserable as he wants. As long as he does his job, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of, I mean, how many guys that's on what? the Flyers do you think actually want to play for the Flyers? Like they're like, they're, the team that they grew up imagine playing for, or like ideally even like right now, the Flyers are the team they want to, like we have no idea if Sean Couture really wants to be here. Theoretically, let's say he hates the Flyers. If he had this season and he hates being here, he can keep hate being here. That's fine. You're still going to put up 70 points and be a two-way monster. Like if that's the case, I just, professional athletes are pretty good at keeping the off the field stuff off the field, I guess. Well, you know, you show up, you got to give 100%, do your job, you know. I, I I sincerely doubt Kevin Hayes, a maybe the least flashy guy on the team right <laughs> now, is really going to just pout and, and just not yeah. play his butt off because he doesn't necessarily want to play for the Philadelphia Hockey Flyers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I... Who cares? <laughs> Do you, you know de- what this rumor is? You know what this rumor desperately needs? More donkey sauce. Oh, you know what? I, I think it does. This definitely needs a flip to, uh, trip to Flavortown. I was going to say it needs Clear a flip lack to of donkey but, sauce. Like, yeah. it is just a bone-dry rumor <laughs> devoid of donkey sauce. No donkey, no donkey sauce found. Guy Fieri would not sign off on this uh, rumor. Guy Fieri is sending this rumor back into the supermarket <laughs> to get further supplies for what? whatever... That weird game show he does where he has guys cook in a supermarket. Guy yells at shopping customer. I don't know. I, I remember seeing it too. And then it was just him laughing near the cash registers while people frantically ran around and shoved like mustard in their. Yeah, I remember it. Like the mustard in their cart. It was a and then he show. shoves their food in his face. And goes, oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, they they haul ass, lose all this water weight, like make this extravagant meal. And then just to have Guy Fieri go, pretty good. Would eat again if you did all this again. I'd eat it again. Like that's that was the payoff. Yeah, what do you think of this rumor? Pretty good. Would listen again. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say somebody who it doesn't matter if they want to be here, it doesn't. Uh, it's could guys be grocery games, by the way. Guys, grocery guys, grocery games. games. Okay, that makes sense. Oh no, they got the uh, the triple G's going on. Triple D's and triple G's. Uh, Absolutely, I like what food alliteration, and yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, they know what they're doing over there. We should we should contact their higher ups. Uh, anyway, but the somebody that's not that doesn't want to be here, or maybe they did, but they aren't going to be here next year and could be in Calgary now, is uh, Andrew McDonald, Stephen, who has signed a PTO with the Calgary Flames, and uh, it makes sense on a lot of levels, but it is pretty LOL to all of us right now because it is Andrew McDonald. So good old AMAC, good old AMAC. every day. Every time I see a starfish, a single <laughs> tear pops into my eye. How 
often are you passing starfish in the wild? A lot. A lot. <laughs> You're in Philadelphia. I feel like that's not. <laughs> so, I know a guy at the corner of 12th and Walnut who just throws starfish at people. <laughs> There you go. So you see, so you're reminded every day. So this transaction yeah, a was really. A tear pops into my eye, and I, I hear that Sarah McLaughlin song pop up. I will remember you. By the way, real quick, before we get to the AMAC PTO, I'm watching the Eagles preseason game. And no... I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, number two on the Ravens, the quarterback. I don't know who it is. Something Callahan. I'll say. I don't know. Scrambled. Uh, oh, uh, Tommy Callahan of Callahan Auto. <laughs> parts, yeah. The backup quarterback on the Ravens scrambled back and forth for about 10 seconds and then threw the biggest duck I've ever seen in my life. Like threw it 10 yards short of a guy and it wobbled. It was spinning like horizontally instead of like a spiral. It was the worst I've ever seen, but it was pretty good. That's all. It's a wobbler as Merrill Reese would say. <laughs> so uh, the starfish himself though, I mean, he might be, he might be on the flames to start the season. And uh, this all comes all right. because UC Valamaki uh, tours ACL while training last week, and he's out indefinitely. And according to Cap Friendly, the Flames only have six D-men under contract, but they also have Brandon Davidson and uh, Renette Valiev in the minors. And uh, also, if they end up do signing McDonald as the seventh, uh, he did also play a shit ton of time with Travis uh, Hamanek back when they were on the Islanders back in 2013 2014. Uh, that would be the whole synopsis of the flames trying out andrew mcdonald's that's it <laughs> i mean it's one of those th- it's a pto so who yeah there's not a lot of know, a lot of news going on we've already talked could about or it. Not, could not work out for them uh could or could not work out for amac and yeah. the thing is we never had anything personal against amac uh we always heard he was one of the nicest guys and great locker room guy but we just didn't want him on our hockey team because he's just not that good at ice hockey so yes. I, I mean good luck to him uh, I would give much caution to the Flames on this front, but uh, you know, best of luck to Amac. Yeah, I think so. Th- I think there's a lot of factors that go into this. Obviously, he's not good at hockey, and it's very obvious when you watch it that he's not great. But I think again, if he had made a shit ton less money and he was not Dave Haxtell's go-to guy for a couple years. I don't think the McDonald hate would be the same here, obviously. I mean, it did happen, and he got that massive contract that we all knew he wasn't going to live up to, and then he was consistently one of the worst demon in the league. So it's understandable for us to not like him, but this signing, I mean, this PTO makes sense for the Flames if shit breaks the wrong way. Like, if Velimak is out long-term or the rest of the season, and it looks like Davidson and Valiev aren't really fit for the NHL, and you don't have a coach that has a weird desire to throw Andrew McDonald into the mix for some reason, and you actually use him as a seventh, this is fine. Like, this is fine. And I have nothing against Andrew McDonald personally, so if he ends up finding another job in Calgary or whatever. And also that means the Flyers get the playoff. So I'm fine with all that. Uh, and that's my uh, that's my stance, Stephen. Uh, I, I was going to say the other PTOs are still just Chris Stewart, Michael Norbert, and Matt Reed, and then also uh, Alex Petrovic just signed with the uh, the Bruins. The first PTO agreement that hasn't involved the Flyers at all. <laughs> so four of the five are somehow really related to the Flyers. But this also did bring up a question that I got from a, uh, I think a fan of the show, uh, at Cry Flyers, which is a nice handle. Uh, will the Flyers sign Chris Stewart or will the Fly- Flames sign Andrew McDonald? It's I- Cry Flyers, so... 
you know, you pronounced it completely. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. It's, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's definitely good. not cry flyers. It's cry fillers. And uh, <laughs> what's more likely here? I would say the flame signing Andrew McDonald. So. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think this was a. I think the Stewart one is still Fletcher and company want one of Fairbeer Frost, Rubsoff, Ratcliffe, whoever to step up and take the job. And if none of them really impress in camp, I think they sign Chris Stewart. Or if another major injury goes down. Uh, but that injury already happened for the Flames. And also, if you're not going to use McDonald, like I was talking about earlier, as a top-pairing defenseman to bring in your whole team, there's really no issue with them signing him as a seventh. But, like, he is a fine option as a seventh somewhere if he actually is, you know, only going to get 10 games in limited role. And the thing is, he's not taking up five mil of your cap space. Right. Yeah, like, he's going to be signed for under a million. That's a, Yeah, so there's... You know, there's a there is a timeline, I guess, where McDonald wasn't absolutely hated here. Like it could have happened, but not with the way he was brought in, and not with the contract he signed, and not with pretty much that being the signal of the end of the other the Holmgren uh, tenure. The contract absolutely exacerbated the, the contract. For Andrew McDonald. Yeah, like that was the worst thing that could have happened. Uh, so that. Those are the two two big news stories, and then the other one is Proveroff and Konechny still aren't signed. Uh, and according to Dave Isaac, uh, quote on SiriusXM NHL, uh, Flyers assistant GM Brent Flair says, "quote It's been pretty quiet." End quote in terms of recent conversations with RFA's Travis Konechny and Ivan Proveroff. Place the league wide waiting game for other top RFA's, but hopes to have them signed by training camp. So, yeah, pretty much, again, nothing going on here. And really, for the Flyers, I think, I, I think I've laid it out pretty well what I think is going to happen, but I'll, I'll lay it out again. The, really, the only other big RFA defensemen are Charlie McAvoy and Zach Wierenski. I think Wierenski, I think Sweeney, Kikalainen, and Fletcher are all waiting on the other. One of the teams to make a move, and then those dominoes are going to fall. And then I think once Provorov is signed, Konechny will be signed. And I think, and evolving Wild's predictions, you know, I read them earlier, now I'm going to talk about them again. That kind of their their predictions kind of speak to that. Uh, and Provorov, they project Provorov to sign for six years at six point six two million a season, and then Konechny to sign for two years at three point three two million per season. And Konechny, we we're kind of expecting a bridge, right? I think that makes sense for him yes. on a lot of levels. You know, kind of do the team a favor here. He's still going to be on the top line, if not the top line, the top six and a power play unit for the next two seasons. And you're going to be able to just keep pumping out stats next to Katori and Drew. Like, that seems like a pretty good idea for him. And it seems and the like... thing about Konechny is, while he's produced good numbers, he has not produced anything that really would justify above a standard bridge deal, deal yeah. at this point. So it it just makes too much sense for both sides to to go that route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, and I think it'd be easier. If, yeah, you're right, because uh, yeah, because the I guess the, the Flyers can also argue that he's had two twenty four goal seasons, but they've also been alongside uh, Couturier, and he hasn't really done much on the power play. So it's not necessarily like him. Uh, I guess standing out above everybody else. But anyways, I think, I mean like a, a season of 47 points and a season of 49 points. It's, yeah. it's, it's good, but it's, it's, not it, a... it's, you know, it's in that like three to 5 million range. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Flair's not wrong. There are 31 remaining RFAs, uh, in total. Uh, and there are only nine teams that have no RFAs left to sign, but even of those seven, uh, 
only I mean, even though there's nine, only seven are actually cap compliant and are ready to go into next season if we were to start today. The Sabres and Caps don't have any RFAs left, but they're still over the cap by uh, a million. The Sabres are over by 1.06 million and the Caps are over by 1.364 million. Uh, so it's really, this whole situation is, it's a, it, it's a little irritating, I guess, or, you know, most fans are impatient, which is fine. I mean, it makes sense. Two pretty important players and they're not signed. And, you know, preseason's coming up. But I, I think it's just kind of the state of the league and that there's going to be, you know, this is all, I think, kind of snowballing towards another nice lockout in the next year or two when nobody will sign a contract. So, um, but that's, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. We're, I think we're just waiting on, my guess is still McAvoy signs first because I think Sweeney would want to get ahead of it all and see if they can fit underneath the cap first and then the Flyers and the Blue Jackets go from there. I feel like the Blue Jackets are in the best position. They can just wait for... They they all all they have to do is sign Warinsky. I think they have over fifteen million dollars in cap space, and they know that the the Bruins and the Flyers are a little bit more difficult situations, and they're probably more anxious to get a deal done. So they're probably just sitting back. Um, I really don't know. And the other thing about uh, the Blue Jackets is like, what else do they have going on? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. There, they, there's not really going to be a. They're not making sure Warinsky signed so they can get all eighty two games for a. Uh, <laughs> for a playoff push, but there is no uh, joy in Mudville. <laughs> but speaking of speaking of the Blue Jackets, though, uh, be a reporter for the Columbus Dispatch named Brian Hedger, who I, I learned about this week, um, says, "Quote: He tweeted out a couple of days ago, and then he tweeted out an update today. Uh, but his tweets yesterday were uh, quote chatted with a source who says the RFA D market is currently waiting on two guys to start things off." Provorov with the Flyers and Warinsky with CBJ. Warinsky is looking for a three-year deal, and the cap hit is expected to begin with a five. Also heard Provorov's camp asked for ten million cap hit, which I'm hoping slash guessing guessing was attached to an eight-year deal. So, uh, and then he also tweeted out, "By the way, I will eat my awesome new lid and live stream if it if Provorov gets an extension with around ten million dollars AAV. Not that he's a bad D, he's good, but come on." So that's what he tweeted yesterday, uh, and everybody, lost, I think, lost their collective shit. I wasn't on Twitter, and then today, <laughs> and then today, he tweeted out, "Told Flyers D Ivan Provorov's camp did not ask for ten million dollars AAV, as I'd heard yesterday from a very good source. Heads up, if they leaked you wrong information, probably not a good source. However, different source today expects the price to jump significantly for top RFA D signing long term deals this summer." So he just wanted to get. A, so he's saying that good defensemen are going to sign for a good amount of money. So that's a that's a good update going from for rough could make ten million dollars a year to good players will make money. That's a good evolving situation that they could be a part of. So, uh, but yeah, obviously, I I think I'm more lenient in how much I'd be okay with the Flyers giving for rough. But yeah, ten million is a, that's a no go. Yeah, it's a no go. That's uh, you you can't be paying Provorov right now more than Claude Giroux, frankly. And no, given the yeah. quality that Provorov has produced last season, and again, the the opinions wildly differ on Provorov. He is a huge eye test guy. People who are all about that eye test love Provorov's game. And you look at the minutes played. Clearly, the coaching staff trusts him in all situations as the guy. So. 
Yeah, there, there's a lot of good about Provorov, but yeah. again, like we're not looking at anything near 10 mil, though. And no, and yeah. Yeah, who, who yeah. knows who's leaking? Is, is Provorov's camp link, leaking that? Is the Flyers leaking that? Is it somebody else entirely? Is it Wernicke's well, agent? Who knows? Yeah, I, I would, you know, if it is Provorov's camp, that makes sense. I'm at, you know, I, the usual tactic of negotiation is you highball it first and then you meet down in the quote-unquote middle, but it's higher than you one there anticipated so if that's what this is fine i don't know if that's what it is i assume that's what it is but we don't know and Proroff, the whole thing with Proroff is i think he has a case to make money but it's just he logs a lot of minutes and he's had tough minutes to work with in terms of well early on he did i mean this year he played with sandheim and last year he played with uh, a ghost that was on his game so the last two years he can't really use the excuse of giving not the best D partner, even though he had a Mac his first year. Um, and then he hasn't really been that great on the power play. His underlying numbers aren't great. They're average. Um, so then you're just kind of like, well, you saw him play. He looked pretty good. Right. And then the flyers can be like, yeah, but look at all these numbers that counter that. So if we're waiting on pro Ross deal to get done, I feel like it's, well, it is taking a while. And I think it's just going to keep going. If that's what the rest of the league is looking for, because it sounds like pro Ralph and the flyers, may not be too close but we shall see we shall see what what's the max you'd be willing to go for aav on a pro v contract well let's hold on i I have more of the projections down here so i'll read those off and then i'll tell you how much i think for uh for Provorov. because i really i again i'm i'm kind of terrible at guessing these but uh, Evolving Wild has Provorov at six years, six point six two million, which I already threw out there. They think McAvoy is going to sign for six years, seven point one three million a year, and then Warinsky is going to sign for seven years, six point eight four million a year. Now, what I've heard or what I've seen recently is Warinsky's camp is asking for three years at five million a season. If he's uh, asking for that, then the Blue Jackets give... should just jump on it now, because yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could, yeah. Maybe they're playing extremely uh, money ball, and they're hoping that they can give. Well, no, that'd be dumb. They just give Warinsky more money to pump up Provorov's value, so then the Flyers still have last cap space. That'd be way too much. There's too much worrying about the Flyers going on there. I, uh, I don't know, man. I like. We're talking seven years for Provorov. Yeah, and well, the thing is, I'm asking what your max is that you're comfortable with him making as far as the cap it goes. I. I think 7.5, I guess, would be my number. Yeah, I'm not I think sure. Like seven's pretty much around the most yeah. I, I want to make. So, like, yes. I, I, I'm comfortable with that. I would prefer less, but like, I'm not going to say, oh, my God, the Flyers got totally ripped off if they signed that deal. Yeah. I, you know, I want to. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, that's a good point. And I want to say 7.5. I feel like eight is too much. Eight's, but 7.5 is definitely too much, but. Yeah, seven point five is the range for yeah, like you were saying, like right, like right now, I would be like, eh, I, I don't know about that. But then I feel like over the next couple of years, it will look better. It'll even out as, as contracts yeah, as, increase and salary cap increases. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So now that's it on Pro Realm Connect. I have, but again, I have no idea if he uh, makes if if they both make what the evolving wild prediction is. I'm pretty happy. Oh, I'm pretty happy too. Yeah. And he Rover usually at six point six one five and connect me at uh, two years at three point three one six. Like I'm very comfortable with those numbers for both guys. I'd be happy with that. 
Yeah. And I, I do want to say Evolving Wild uh, in terms of the cap prediction, they're, they're pretty good. The, I think the Kevin Hayes one is either the Kevin Hayes projection where they were one point, a little less than 1.4 million off per year, or the, um, I think the Carlson one, they were off by two years. Besides those two, they're really, they're, they got it down to a science. Like they're usually within 500, 600K of the actual contract values. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully they're right. And at most, we're playing. We're paying Provorov seven point two, or he's making six million. So we shall see. Uh, what else, uh, Steve? What's your favorite Brendan Warren uh, memory? When I say Brendan Warren, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Wasn't that guy in Empire Records? <laughs> I don't. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, uh, Brendan Warren is the. Uh, bastard son of presidential nominee elizabeth warren that's the you got it that's so he's those things and he is now a former flyers prospect so pour one out for brendan warren who's brendan he's warren? no longer so he was a 22 uh, year old forward that the flyers acquired in the the uh, nick cousins deal back in june of 2017 so it was Nick Cousins and Marik Matson to the Coyotes for Brendan Warren and a 2018 fifth that became Wyatt Wiley. Another so, Ron Extall failure right there. Yeah, I mean, look at this trade. And I, I Ron usually, is staying up at night thinking about getting rid of Cousins and taking on Warren, who's now gone. He's like, you know what? My, what was <laughs> I even doing? I can't believe I did any of that. Uh, often when I'm walking on the streets, people will be like, hey, Craig, you have a podcast. Where did Ron Hextall go wrong? And then I'll pull out a uh, a folded up piece of paper that just has a gigantic flow chart. And it all starts <laughs> It all starts with this Brendan Warren trade. So once he only oh, got a while. Yeah. So as soon as they got Brendan Warren, I knew that they, uh, Hextall should have just packed it up and you know, left town because it, it was not going to pan out. But pretty, pretty nothing trade. I mean, uh Nick Cousins no longer with the Coyotes. He's had a pretty serviceable season for him this year, but now with the Canadians. Uh, Matson hasn't played in the NHL yet. This is his first year of pro hockey. Uh, 889 save percentage in 11 AHL games, 905 save percentage in 11 ECHL games. So, lighting the world on fire. Uh, and then Brendan Moran had three points in 36 college games this year, so I think it's safe to say he isn't playing pro hockey. Uh, and then uh, Wyatt Wiley... Looks like a fine defensive prospect so far. I, 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 you know, it's funny. The thing about Wyatt Wiley is he is a uh, blue liner for the Everett Silver Tips that evidently throws every puck that comes back to him at the point, which is what Racco Gudis was for the Flyers. So I guess in Everett, they are just they're just telling the defense when to shoot the pucks at all times because he he was like top twenty. I looked it up. Him and uh, another Everett defenseman named Jake Christensen. So tell your friends about Jake Kirsten. Uh Two highest shooting D-men in the WHL last season. They were both on Everett. They both had like 240 shots. So literally all they're doing is just getting the puck. In. And I think the WHL is only 60-something games. So they're getting like four shots a game on defense, which is uh, pretty obnoxious. But uh, so, Steve, you how, how are the Flyers going to recover? Are they going to fill in the uh, they can't. Organiz- they, they organization? Just- that Brendan Warren left. They can't. Brendan Warren was the heart and soul of this organization, and it's it's done. I have no more faith in the Flyers as a whole. The Flyers as a whole, 
the, you're going to love the segue. It used to be called at one time the Broad Street Bullies. Oh, still wow. often called that. Still often called that. And that uh, term was coined by a man named Jack Chevalier, who uh, used to write for the Philadelphia Bulletin and came up with that nickname when he was covering the team back in the 70s. He, unfortunately, passed away on Saturday from a heart attack at the age of 83. So that's unfortunate for him, but I did nail the segue. I just wanted to point that out. You and did nail the did... segue. And, I mean, it's it's a real shame to see Jack Chevalier passed away. And, I mean, that's an iconic nickname. That is maybe it is. it's a top five sports nickname overall. It's it, Broad yeah. Street Bullies is so synonymous with the franchise and Philadelphia as a whole at this point that, I mean, that I mean just think about the impact that Broad Street Bullies has on this franchise and how much it defines this franchise for for good or for bad there are definitely times where you kind of regret the nickname but it's iconic it is a definitive nickname for this franchise yeah and when the Flyers were the Broad Street Bullies they were I mean they were a whole national story too Uh, wasn't Bernie Bernie Prime was on the cover of time i think and they pretty much the i believe the article is about how the flyers were just beating the shit out of people on the ice so the term broad street bullies i mean it's been everybody knows the term now and it got a lot of exposure back in the 70s so to be able to come up with a term like that that pretty much perfectly illustrated that team uh i mean it's worth noting so i and he was evidently a pretty good writer too back in the day so Unfortunate that he passed away, and uh, luckily he uh, left us with something to remember the Flyers by, I guess. Yeah, something yeah. we can still call the Flyers today. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you're thinking, yeah, it is time. It's the one that, uh, that iconic cover that's got Bernie, and it says, Hockey, War on Ice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I knew he was on the cover, and I think, uh, I mean, that was around the Broad Street Bullies time, obviously. So, yeah. Um... And then also, I know this is very, before we get into the shenanigans. I did want to clarify this because <laughs> hyperbole is uh, at least attempts to be factual, if nothing else, not funny. Not, yeah, and you know, I often make mistakes, but I do want to clear up some arbitration cases that I may have gotten wrong. I know you guys were this is the water cooler talk the next day after hyperbole a couple of weeks ago, so over it. Six cases actually went to a hearing. And then had the arbitration verdicts honored by the team. So that was Andrew Kopp on the Jets, Christian Juice in the Caps, Joel Edmondson in the Blues, Anton Forsberg in the Hurricanes, Rocco Grimaldi in the Preds, and Evan Rodriguez in the Sabres. Uh, the Sabres apparently wanted to have more fun because they also had two cases that were settled after the hearing, but before the arbitration verdicts were announced with Remy, Eli, and Linus Allmark. That is the end of my – I've updated – You've now been corrected on the arbitration info. I'm sorry that I put the wrong information out there. I think I said there were only four cases. And I saw Cat Friendly had it listed and provided all the actual information. So, again, I'm, I'm sorry for this. Uh, it reminds me of the Flyers and Vesna incident a couple, couple months ago when I said the Flyers hadn't had any Vesna winners since uh, Bernie Perrant, and they had had multiple no winner since Bernie Prompt. So we all got- know Craig is sorry, not sorry about all of this. He hey, I'm not, yeah. does not actually apologize. He does not oh, care to sure. apologize because Craig, even when he's wrong, is not wrong. Yeah, I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. And I don't care about you dorks. Just give me them clicks, baby. That's what I'm here for. Shut this up, is a paycheck, nerds. man. Yeah, just fucking click play and shut your mouth. Do not tweet at me. <laughs> Do not care. All right. 
Uh, all right, see if this is, uh, is our town to shine. Where do you want to go? We got three bullshit topics tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the one, okay, so the one, I, the one is going to take a while. The other two might just be quick blurbs that I wanted to touch on. Uh, the Robin Laner thing, I think I still wanted to talk about, even though there was news last week about how he won the uh, Masterton. And they put the New York Rangers on the trophy instead of the New York Islanders. Yeah, what so. the hell? Like, well, NHL, they, one job. You had one yeah. job, and you screwed it up in the classic fact, NHL style. Yeah, the, the fact that, you know, they fuck up putting the names on the league's trophy, and everybody's like, oh, the league, how silly. Like, the fact that nobody, like, gets upset about that at all. This is an individualized trophy. You have one name, you got one team, you got one season. That's all you got to fucking do. That's all you got to fucking this do. Isn't a, it's not a thing where you have to look through 40 names and then you got to write it in an extremely small, carve it in an extremely small font on a weird looking cup. This is a plaque. It's in front of you and you could, you could just double checked. You know what? He could have gone and been, hey, maybe they're fucking this up. Did Robin Lehner actually play for the New York Islanders? And then you hit enter on Google and then you're like, oh, he did play for the New York Islanders. And then this whole thing is avoided. I just don't know how it got to this point. But, um, Sean Avery Bike Lane, this comes in from a fan of the show, Ian, uh, my brother. He texted me a couple days ago and just asked if I was keeping up with the Sean Avery Bike Lane show. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and apparently, apparently, if you go on YouTube, Sean Avery has a channel called Sean Avery Bike Lane. Wait, wait. So it's a whole YouTube channel? Like, I didn't so know that. Sha- I thought Sean Avery was just going around picking fights with people over the bike. Lanes. Well, that's what he's doing, except apparently he made a channel about it. So there's like eight videos. They're all less than a minute. And it's just him driving in a bike lane. And then there's some dude, I don't know, doing his job, like trying to take out liters of like water coolers and put them into an office. And he's like, hey, hey, asshole, way to park in the bike lane. What's this about? And the guy's like, I'm doing work here. And he's like, yeah, okay, asshole. What do you think of bikers next time? And then he drives away. And that's like, <laughs> that's what the show is. That's what it is. That's the whole show? It is. It's essential, but it's very, I can't think of a more fitting show for Sean Avery, though. Oh, absolutely like, not. Like, you you don't want more than a minute of him. He well, was. You didn't. We weren't interested in him because of his hockey appeal. It was all the commentary and his being an asshole off the ice. I mean, the sloppy seconds comments to him making fun of homeless people, to him getting in the fights in the street. That's what, right. that's what we need. For. We don't need pull this shit up. He doesn't need to be a pioneer of, uh, you know, in so, uh, good manners in society. So. Oh, there you go. This is a good shit. Yeah. Yeah, so really, I, we 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 can even stop talking about it now. Because I watched. Well, didn't he get into a fight with somebody on like, over a bike lane recently? Like another fight? Like oh, uh, probably. Yeah, like apparently he's just taping himself being a maniac in New York. I don't know where. I didn't really. It's New York. Yeah, no, it's New York. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just going around being an asshole. Yeah, it's, like, it's more so than usual because. That is how he lived lived his NHL career, right? You know, being an so asshole funny. to goalies, being an asshole to other players, just being an asshole. I just remembered there's a clip of there of like him trying to break news where he was like trying to the night before the Jake Truba trade went down, he was trying to say Truba got traded for Nazem Kadri. I think the clip is on, and like he's outside of a club, and he's just like, "Yeah, I got it from a source that uh, Kadri's getting traded for." Jacob Trubda, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? 
And that was uh, that, Shawnee. Excuse me? Yeah, Sean Avery's bike lane. There you go. That Sean is, uh... Avery's bike lane. Not quality programming. Does not have the flight verbally seal of approval on it. Yeah. F-Y. This is not a... Yeah. This is also not part of Fly Purple's Summer Smash series where we're suggesting new forms of entertainment. So that is not... Summer uh, not Smash part series. <laughs> uh, part of the Summer Smash series, uh, listen to Yellow Card. They had some good songs years ago. Yellow Card. Uh, party Down. Hey, Party Down. That was something uh, in the midst of me totaling my car and going to the hospital for a potential concussion. I did watch a lot of Party Down. I was going to ask, did you, did you get into a car accident watching party down <laughs> no party down car- is a fantastic show and you know i can't blame you if i was watching party down while i got into the accident uh while the person got out and yelled at me i would have been like i guess you could call this car down am i right and then i would just walk away and not exchange uh insurance info with them at all that would be my pretty good show i liked it oh it's a great uh, show i love i love party down yeah that was uh and i think uh I think I started watching because you said Ron Donald uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago when I was, I had that stupid game. So, Oh yeah. Ron or was it Ron or Don? Yeah. Ron or Don. And then you mentioned, yeah. And then you talked about Ron Donald and I was like, Oh, guess I'll check out that show. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, Um, pretty, pretty good. uh, All right. See if you want to, this is, do you want to lead this one? This is all you. We move along from one giant asshole to a whole bunch of giant assholes. <laughs> I guess just one, if you want to center it all on Vince McMahon. Uh, the XFL is coming back, and this has absolutely nothing to do with hockey, but it's the summer, and I wanted to talk about this because the XFL unveiled its new team names, and they are hot fried ass. They're, they're not. They're not good. They're not, they're not yeah. good. Uh, so here's my question. What is a roughneck? I don't know what a roughneck is. I know that's always the thing that's thrown around. What is a roughneck? Uh, he's, you know, that's a guy whose neck is just very. Calloused. So you don't know either, but yet <laughs> it feels like sandpaper. No lady likes dancing with him where she puts her hands around his neck because it's, it's so rough. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't losing. I mean, I'm, everybody knows what a battle hawk is. Um, so let me run them. Yeah, down. go ahead. <laughs> We've got the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, or if you're in New York, Houston, because they're stupid. Uh, the L.A. Wildcats. What a weird Maybe. slam to slip in there. I'll Sorry, I, I, the first time I ever heard the street was pronounced Houston Street, I just wanted to die. Um, the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> The Seattle Dragons, the Tampa Bay Vipers, and the DC Defenders. All right, Craig. First of all, what's your favorite name of this shitty bunch? So I got three that are sticking out to me. Uh, Roughnecks, because uh, now that I even have more confirmation that we, we don't know what they are, uh, that's sticking out. Battlehawks, because they just got lazy and didn't want to do research on like a really aggressive hawk. And they were like... <laughs> There's like fuck. they could have just been the Hawks. They literally could yeah. have just been the St. Louis Hawks. They're like, nah, make it seem like they would fucking fuck Battle Hawks. Just name Battle Hawks. I don't know. It's an XFL team. Like that's what the vibe feels like in that meeting. And then also Hawks. the um just for comedic purposes, I hope the defenders have the worst defense in the league. That's, that <laughs> would be yeah. 
There's also I'm not gonna lie that that's the one name and logo I I kind of like of the bunch is the DC Defenders. I don't know. It's I, I, it's got the alliteration I like, and the logo's got a a nice little simplicity to it. But it's not great, but it's probably the best of this bunch. Yeah, which is I mean that's a low bar to clear. You you led the UCHL in scoring. That's what that feels like. Also, like exactly, exactly. Also, like, how you're talking about the simplicity of these logos. The LA Wildcats is literally just LA, and then like that's it. That's the LA it. Wildcats is literally just LA. The Tampa Bay Vipers is the shittiest font of a V I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. With I guess Viper teeth in yellow. It's, it is just it is. It took somebody five minutes to draw. I, that. They, they, all these the all these logos look like they could be in the like Madden or NHL create your own club. Like they all have that same kind of appeal to it. Like. The Dallas Renegades is definitely just a repurposed logo from somewhere. Yeah, else, like no, right? that's it's what I mean. Yeah, that's like the yeah, that's they have. Uh, I feel like they have the same type of thing in NHL. Like that logo, that dragon looks yeah. like the most generic dragon that they always use. Like they all have shitty logos, and then all the names like don't. There's there. I I don't think there are dragons in Seattle unless there's some kind of flaw. I don't know. Or I don't know. There are. Is Tampa Bay filled with vipers? <laughs> I would love to know what's up with the New York Guardians. Yeah. I would love to know what is up with the Guardians because their logo looks like a saber-toothed tiger with like a like an Egyptian pharaoh's yeah. hat. Yeah, it kind of looks. Yeah, I don't... and forgive me for not knowing what the pharaohs wore in their heads. <laughs> I'm going with pharaoh hat. Uh, I'm gonna. The New York Pharaoh hat would have been better. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yes, it would. Actually, you know what? Yeah, that definitely would have been. People would have go Pharaoh hats. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, but these. Okay, so these names. You wanted to talk about these names. I went back because I remember the old XFL teams actually had good nicknames. So because originals because they could it was back it was a different time uh, which I guess is a weird thing we can say now even though we're thirty it was a simpler time where the, Vince McMahon could just make a football league out of nothing and make up rules that got everybody hurt <laughs> pretty, pretty much Tommy Maddox the MVP oh man Tommy Maddox what what Pittsburgh restaurant do you think he's busting tables at right now. Oh, it's got to be one of the 14 Promantes uh, <laughs> coleslaw areas. His job is just to paint one of those bridges every two weeks. All right. <laughs> Check. Uh, another excuse flat me, Mr. Maddox. Uh, <laughs> we need another coat of piss yellow on the bridge. Thank you. Get Charlie Batch and uh, Cordell Stewart. We got a whole, we got three bridges. Let's get this puppy going. <laughs> um, so old XFL team. And what I mean by you used to get a little away with a little bit more was uh they had a team called the where are they? Um the Las Vegas Outlaws, which isn't that bad. Uh but the New Jersey New York Hitmen. Uh that's not a name that would fly <laughs> anywhere ever now. No, it's a it's no. ridiculous. Like it's going for it. It yeah. is a sleazy horrendous name and i love it <laughs> and also i love that they just straight up called themselves new york new jersey <laughs> yeah just, like nobody would have batted an eye if they just pulled a giant's jets and just called themselves new york yeah that... like nobody would have batted an eye and like we're gonna give jersey its props i do yeah i just love how that was a blatant like 
oh shit, we need to include them so they'll also watch. Like that was just a if we list as a lot of cities, all those cities will definitely watch. So we don't want to just get New York. We want to get New York and the state of New Jersey. Let's get them all. The tri-state area <laughs> hitmen. Uh, Stephen, may I write off some of these nicknames from the players as I go through? I, the certainly, yes. All right. So the Birmingham Thunderbolts, who featured Curtis Cool Kurt Alexander and led Cool Kurt as a podcasters at BSH. Believe me, you and I will not be using the nickname Cool Kurt anytime soon. One hundred percent not. Uh, Chicago Enforcers, uh, who didn't have anybody worth noting. Apparently, uh, the New York slash New Jersey Hitmen, official former XFL podcast or. Team of the uh, Fly Purpley podcast <laughs> that featured Michael Gladiator Blair. That's a pretty lame nickname. Needs more donkey sauce. Yes. Big fan of this one. Ron Big Merck Merkerson. 80 stings worth of nickname. That's, there. that's Flavor Town, yeah. Dwayne Big Sob Sab. Okay. <laughs> what? I like it. I like this one because of the irony. I like uh, Haven Baby Boy Field. So you know. Number one. Haven Field sounds like a nickname in and of itself. <laughs> but you know, let alone the fact that he calls himself Baby Boy in there. <laughs> you know, if he he had to have done something like it to get that nickname, I feel like. Or I guess he did supply the nickname, so maybe he's just a fucking weirdo. Uh, that Baby Boy was me. Uh, my <laughs> was a boy, boy, but now I am a man. Mark Tater Tate. That's a great nickname. Tater Tate. And then the one all about Tater. The one that we all remembered and love, uh, Rod He Hate Me Smart was also on the New Jersey, New York Hitman. Uh He Hate Me is the all time because it, it is the, the most oldest. ridiculous yeah. thing ever printed on the back of a jersey. <laughs> and that includes all the guys who walk around in number sixty nine boner jerseys at <laughs> NHL games. Now, and those people are worse, but now that's not, there's still plenty of good nicknames here. So I'm going to keep going through these bad boys because they're all worth, or the Orlando Rage for another team that didn't have anybody. Las Vegas Outlaws had Ben Thoro Snell. Thoro. Chris Chuck. Thoros of Snell. Chris Chuckwagon Chukwuma. Chuckwagon. I, I love every part of this I, name. Chuckwagon. Chris with a Y. Chris spelled wrong. Chuckwagon. And Chukwuma, which is an amazing last name. All of it All is just, perfect. Just, I just like Chuck <laughs> Chef's kiss. Guy is just shoving a full sausage in his mouth and <laughs> saying, oh, this is full flavor town right here. It's an extreme example, but it's nice that we have the Los Angeles extreme to talk about now. Because <laughs> they apparently More have <laughs> all the nicknames ever. They Not have. that extreme? Not that extreme? <laughs> Todd? Cole 317 Dachshund. I think it's a Bible verse. I don't know. Sure. Ramundo Mondo Stalling. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Another one. Maybe my favorite one. Jerry Big Daddy Crafts. <laughs> Big Daddy Crafts is where all the cool dads buy their art supplies. I feel like Big Daddy is, uh, I don't want to say overused. I feel like it's a go-to solid nickname. I feel like a lot of guys could just be called Big Daddy. and it would be Well, it'd be weird. But I feel like you could be I feel like every jazz musician nickname ever has been Big Daddy. Big Daddy? Look, it's regular daddy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Donnell D-Day Day. Okay. Eric, I mean, D-Day's perfect for that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Eric Erupt Heron. Uh, sounds like he's <laughs> stealing from D-Day. Um, Rashawn The Truth Shahi. The Truth. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, another one I like just because of the uh, simplicity. Ken Ox Oxendine. 
Oxenine. Jam- yeah, Oxes. That's literally the only nickname. <laughs> Jamal Deathblow Duff. <laughs> Deathblow. He was a cornerback. Just what a fucking awesome nickname. Just he could have gone with the Duff beer, and he decides not. Nah, Deathblow is the way to go. Deathblow is amazing. Deathblow is an action franchise that happened in an alternate universe. If you had to, <laughs> if you had to give one flyer the nickname Deathblow right now, who would it be? See, Radko Gudis would have been perfect. Uh, he, absolutely. Radko Gudis, yeah. Scott Lawton. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he kills people. Yeah, that's right. Well, he yeah. allegedly Supposedly, has murdered. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. I'm doing air quotes, whatever. Yeah. Um, Reggie Dirty Durden Durden. I, Dirty Durden. I like that he gave up his nickname to be part of, or gave up his last name to be part of the nickname. <laughs> Craig? You know? Forsyth, Forsyth. <laughs> uh, Memphis, there are two teams left. The Memphis Maniacs, which, by the way, this needs to be noted. Uh, by the way, you're furious, Forsyth. Is oh, no, okay. yeah, that's pretty yeah. good, actually. Uh, Maniac spelled M-A-N-I-A-X, by the way. I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, you got to be extreme. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, spell incorrectly. <laughs> this guy doesn't know how to spell. How extreme. <laughs> oh, my God. He's possibly illiterate. What a maniac. <laughs> Because right. <laughs> <laughs> you're the maniacs, you know, you got to spell to get more crazy. Whatever. Char- I'm catching. I'm catching. Oh my God. This maniac's got dyslexia. Yeah. He's seeing everything backwards. <laughs> He's crazy. All right. Uh, Charles Chronic Y2KY Jordan. I don't know. Uh, Antonio Big Cat Anderson. Shinzo Samurai Yamada. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Now, with a samurai nickname. I, I wonder if that is uh, league assigned or self assigned because uh, it's a big difference. Yeah, uh, I I'm I think they came up with their own nicknames. However, if he came up with his own nickname, then it, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. I love it. However, this if, this was if the league assigned him that nickname. Something ain't right there. Yeah, this but if is... he gave it to himself, awesome. Yeah, hopefully I think he gave it to himself. But also, this was Vince McMahon twenty years ago. Uh, and he doesn't really, you know, like he's changed. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, think about him now, but with like 20 years less of like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this PC lecturing. So, uh, and then San, oh, wait, no, I wasn't done. Uh, also on the Memphis Maniacs, sorry. Uh, QB1, Jim Druck, Druckenmiller. Sure. Oh, Jim Druckenmiller. I think Love. he played for the Bears at one point. Probably. Um, maybe. The Bears sound like they would have a quarterback nicknamed Druck. That does sound like them. And then uh, rounding off Maniac's uh, roster, Daryl Mantis Hobbs. And then last but by the way, there there is no way to look at drunk Drunken Miller and not see Drunken Miller. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's what I've been doing the whole time. I I, I kept saying drunk to myself. Yeah. Uh, and then the last team is the San Francisco Demons, with uh, honestly a pretty lazy nickname, uh, Jimmy the Jet Cunningham. I feel like that's super lazy. Yeah. Needs a lot more donkey sauce. Yeah, we've all seen this. I'm lot. nominating that for the president of the United Hate of America this week. Oh, oh all right. That's hate, hate, oh, hate. Shit. Uh, hopefully, Jimmy, not listening. If you are, please come on the show and explain yourself. Uh, the other two nicknames. I, I would love to interview an <laughs> Like, forget all the hockey people we could potentially have on. I want to just talk to XF. <laughs> X XFL players. You just get like the entire. We get every member of the Memphis Maniacs and figure out like what their biggest win was and be like, oh, tell us about that. Run us through that. So none of run our- us through that. <laughs> and what are your thoughts on the Flyers' current makeup? Do you think Kevin Hayes really is miserable? 
Be like, what? I fucking, I pour cement now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really enjoying Otis squ- Hit Squad Floyd here. Yeah, I mean, there's Craig Super C Pal and Otis Hit Squad Floyd. Ho- Hit well, Squad. I wanted to mention Craig Super C Pal because guess what? That's your nickname now. You're Super C. I can take Super C. Yeah. Why don't you just go with High Super C? Super C. I, I also, but again, oh, High C is good. Yeah. Craig High C Forsyth. There we go. Yeah. C four is also an explosive. Or it was, Ooh. yeah. So um, we got a lot. We got a lot. This is spicy. There, yeah. Um, but that's hit a squad. spicy content. <laughs> hit Squad is a pretty good one. I want to say Hit Squad. Uh, cool Kurt, just because it's funny to me. Uh, cool Kurt. Merc. I like Erupt for some reason. Yeah. Deathblow, I think is my Deathblow. favorite. Deathblow. Tater. Uh, Baby Boy. Big Daddy. The Truth. Yeah, Deathblow is pretty good. I just, I, I don't know what Big Daddy and uh, Big Merc. Big Merc is a, is a good one to me. But uh, that's uh, TXFL. So, Steve, who do you think is taking home the title? Let's just pick out a winner for the first year of the XFL, and then we'll see if we're right in a year and a half. All right. Well, I'm, I'm betting it on the D.C. Defenders. All right. Well, I'm going with a team, a city that's recently won, and I think uh, the, the, the championship field will stay in the city. It's the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. I think they're going to bring home the title. All right. Well, well join us. Join Fly Purbly. For the XFL championship, the XXX Bowl, or whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> and as Craig and I root on our beloved Battle Hawks and Defenders, <laughs> and, and the winner will win an epic bet of uh, TBD. If the XFL championship was called the XXXFL championship, do they have Vin Diesel just fly over the stadium and jump out of a bus and like parachute onto the field? Yes. And then he just, well, we have to, we'll iron out the, he, Vin That's Diesel actually be, how they do the, yeah, he'll be in there. We'll, the out. Yeah, we'll iron out the details. I didn't, the XXXFF bowl is, that's how they do the coin flip is Vin Diesel comes out of a jet, parachutes on, on a snowboard, and they have an elaborate <laughs> snowboard, like kind of rig for him to, to snowboard down. And then he does a triple flip and they look on the bottom. And whatever way the coin is uh, showing, that's who wins. <laughs> or maybe the snowboard is the coin. Who knows? And then the team that loses has to leave the field and watch Boiler Room while the other team marches down the field and scores a touchdown. So it's a real tough. <laughs> watch Boiler Room. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real tough situation for the uh, the opposing team there. But uh, you know, rules are rules. So that's where we got to go about them. So. Do you remember the biggest rule? Do you remember the main thing about the XFL? Like the one of the big rules that they didn't have the instead of an opening kickoff, they had like a race for the ball. Oh yeah, and a guy the first the uh, first one they did out. the first yeah <laughs> the first one they did he got injured and I was just I remember seeing <laughs> that and laughing my ass off. Yeah, because it was it was a huge thing. We're like, oh, another football league. So I remember watching it with you know my brother and my dad, and we we're just we we're like, well, this sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> could have seen that one coming, I guess. Uh, it's almost like this was a terrible idea <laughs> uh, Steven I am tired this week's been long you want me to just do around the league or you got to have anything else you want to say here you, you can yeah. just do around the league buddy and we can uh we can peace out we got yeah, yeah. we got to spread this summer tent around we got some ideas to fill out the rest to pad the rest until training camp and we're almost there gang we're almost there so, but. heads up uh next week Maybe not the most amount of hockey talk. Uh, unless you'd like to hear more about the RFA situation. Uh, unless know. something else comes up. 
yeah, this was two weeks worth of not talking, and we got yes. a cool three stories out of it. So it's a uh... cool story, bro. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. By the way, still on sound, right? Still out there. So, oh yeah, I think so. Ramaldo. Yeah, see what happens, Freeman. All right, around the league. Third line wing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Valerie Nachushkin has signed a one-year deal with the Avs for 850k. Colin White stays in Ottawa for six years, 4.75 million a season. Colin, what are you doing? Derek Broussard signs a one-year deal for 1.2 million with the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders also re-signed Michael Del Cole and Joshua Hosang uh, to Cole for two years, 700k per season. Hosang one year, 874k. Uh, Joel, Joel Erickson X stays in Minnesota for two years, 1.487 thousand or 1.48. Seven million a season, and then Philip Holmes they, uh, goes to Chicago one year, seven hundred k. The Hurricanes have extended GM Don Waddell, and the Vancouver Canucks have extended GM Jim Benning for three years. Yeah, I don't know how Jim Benning got extended, but I'm not a Canucks fan, so I'm not too worried about it. Also, <laughs> yeah, <Who is? laughs> yeah, sir. Uh, also, uh, Bill Guerin named uh, Minnesota GM. He was an assistant GM with the Penguins from 2014-15 through this past season. And he was also the Baby Pens GM for the last two seasons, also known Muscle Hamsters. What do we call them? The uh, Guido Peng? Guido Hamsters? You called them the, the Guido Peng Pens. I called them the Muscle Penguins. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, the Guido Pen, Guido slash Muscle Pens, yeah. Uh, they're the Penguins that, that definitely work out too much. They <laughs> a lot at the gym. Trying to overcome. The yeah, concept. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do the crab walk around the gym thrusting their crotch and you're just like is that necessary here you can do that in the privacy of your own home i can't I tell that. You how many times i'm at the gym and some dude is there just crab walking around thrusting their junk i mean it's just come on have you actually seen because i've seen that and <laughs> i was horrified i was just like why are you doing this why are you punishing me <laughs> who, who they, what is that who sees that that's not a thing i <laughs> Dude, I saw it and it was terrible. All right, I I was like, "Why are you doing would, this?" That would be terrible. I just I, I I didn't know you went through that. You should have told me that earlier, Steve. I'm sorry. I didn't know you went through <laughs> like that. I, so... I had to hide it. I couldn't <laughs> talk about it. It was traumatizing. It looked like <laughs> Jason Muzzati is going to be crowd walking his way to Carolina because he has been Ooh, Jason Manzukas of the Hurricanes. Jason Manzukas, another Jason Manzukas reference. Four weeks in a row, four weeks in a row. Don't know, don't care. Love him. That's you know, that's the we streak should, we're going for, Jake. Go with yeah. We should just have a Manzuka streak like we do. Uh, there should be a new batch update. See how the people react. They're gonna hate it. <laughs> Listen. There's a whole paradise out there that your brother refuses to watch for us. So, <laughs> hey, we're look. We're not. It's it's me. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take the blame here. All right. You'll take the blame. Okay. Uh, uh, Jim Johnson joins the San Antonio Rampage, uh, the Blues AHL affiliate, as an assistant coach. Big news. Adam Ernie traded to the Red Wings for a 2024th, and in Detroit he signed a one-year deal for 1.05 million with RFA status in 2020. Ernie had 20 points in 65 games last season. Bruins renewed their affiliation with the Atlanta Gladiators in the ECHL for a fifth straight season. Let Are they playing the old Thrasher Stadium? Because ain't nothing else going on there. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't Actually, know. Well, they probably just shared one with the Hawks. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, I'm not keeping up the date on the Atlanta Stadium scene, so I'm not quite sure what is going <laughs> You're on. You're not. There. You're not. <laughs> Where did the Thrashers play? Phillips Arena. 
They sure. play. I think they played in some electronics company that is no longer in business, which is fitting. So I think it was a. Uh... What stadium did the Atlanta Thrashers play in? Serious feeling shy. <laughs> <laughs> you should take it off the shy setting. <laughs> Let's just... Oh, baby. Look at that. There you go. You got it. Who would who do you understand why I remember that? I don't know if I've ever explained this on the show. Is there By the a way? OK, you explain that and then I will explain what's going on on my my phone screen. OK, so that situation, any other situation where I need to remember that the Atlanta Thrashers played at Phillips Arena. Is there a, does that serve any purpose in society for me? None, None, except at Quizzo. So you better believe that it's lodged in my brain and taking up brain space for the rest of my life. Like I, I will have that information. I will, I'll forget everyday things I need to know, but I'll remember that until the day I die. What's on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> so the, for some reason, it just brought up like it says Thrashers and it's got a Jets logo and then it names a bunch of players. I want you to oh, name. God. A few of the players that it lists here. <laughs> that were threat. Um, I Line guess. A? I guess these guys were thrashers. I don't know. It doesn't list Line oh. A. Okay. I'm just, I just want to uh, talk. Uh, okay, so it lists. I'll just tell you the top one, two, three, four, five. All right, top six. Three, four of them are defensemen, and two are forwards. One is retired and was a shitty flyer for brief period Freddie Meyer and one of them is which one Freddie Meyer no damn okay I'll just list them yeah the names it lists are Ron Hainsey Nick Antropov (laughs) Toby Enstrom oh my god yeah Johnny Oduya (laughs) Dustin Bufflin and Andrew Ladd you know what's funny is I didn't even think of Johnny Oduya like I will always forget that he was a uh we just talked about it. Like I know. I, it's just—it's literally just like that one game was so. It was such a bad game. Yeah, it was such a for him and the team. So I think I'm just, yeah, the Johnny do that. That's a pretty good list. I forgot about um, man, Nick Antropov. Like he just—I forgot about that dude all around. He was a uh, Kazakhstan. I think he was where he was from. Who knows? We'll, we'll never know. We'll die not know. It's just not going to happen, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the Bruins and Gladiators renew their ECHL uh, uh, affiliation for a fifth straight year. Uh, good for them. Yeah, good for them. Good for the Bruins. Uh, legendary hockey writer Russ Conway uh, passed away earlier this week at the age of 70. On the other end of the spectrum, Mark Pavlik, a member of the Miracle on Ice team, has been charged with assault after he beat his neighbor with a metal pole. Uh, Eddie, a metal pole? Yeah, I read the story. It was a whole. He, apparently, he went on a fishing trip with his neighbor. He thought his neighbor spiked the beer, and then he just beat the shit out of him. I, it was a whole thing. Very depressing. Okay. But Mark Pavlik, uh, seven points for Team USA back in 1980 on their way to a gold medal. Uh, Eddie Lack has joined Arizona State University's hockey program as the goalie coach. Uh, he played six games in the AHL this past season for the Binghamton Devils, and he played eight games in the NHL in 2017-18 for the Flames and Devils. Also, I believe four of those games were shut out to the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, they were all. He, he's got really weird stats. He's only played eight games, but yeah, half are just blanking an Eastern Conference team. So, uh, and ASU, by the way, uh, not exactly the worst hockey program. I don't know if how. People are going to react when they hear ASU, but they did make it to the 2019 Frozen Four tournament. So they're, it's a pretty good program. 
and uh, they they just built it up a couple years ago. Um, but he he's going there for I don't he didn't actually retire. He is just going there to coach in the meantime to see if his body can recover. Uh, and then also the nickname for the Seattle team, uh, Seattle expansion team, will release near the 2020 All Star game. So in a couple months, we'll learn the team that Ron Francis is going to uh, mold into the next Stanley Cup champion. We'll learn the team, the other Seattle Dragons. <laughs> hey, this will be the power move. This will be the name of your team, the Seattle Dragons. And then the XFL team has to be the Seattle Dragons. No, not that one, the other one. And then we'll just go with that. <laughs> That's like if uh, the like the Philadelphia Soul just decided to call themselves <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. And just every time, it's just like, oh, the Eagles. Not, not the Eagles, the Eagles. <laughs> it reminds me of... Uh, you you watch BoJack, right? BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I haven't watched it okay. in a couple seasons, but I, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, like the the running gag of whenever. Uh, oh my god, what's Paula Tompkins' character, Mister Peanut? Mister Peanut Butter. Uh, Mister Peanut Butter. Mr. Yeah, Peanut gets Butter. gets a a banner for like a party or something, and the person that made the banner always puts the like the edit notes that he put in there. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good gag. <laughs> yeah. It's like, congrats on being governor. Spell governor with an O. Wait, I forgot how they spell governor. But like that last part is just always in parentheses or something. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. That's what the soul would have to do. That's what I'm picturing them doing. All right, let's wrap it up. I'm done. I'm talking too much. You know, (laughs) if Craig's talking too much, you know it's a bad sign. This is, yeah. This is just, it's been. It's no bueno. It's been been an interesting week. So I'm just. And I'm looking forward to, uh, hopefully. Hopefully everything is straightened out by the next time we record, and then I can just. I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy to be back in Warminster now. So, back at home base at least. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, if you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca.something or other. Uh, you can find <laughs> Craig at Sports Are Bad. Craig, got anything in the works for Broad Street Hockey right now? Broad Street Hockey? No. Hockey Wilderness. Of course. Now I I have wow uh, one article for Hockey Wilderness next week. I wanna about Richard Park. <laughs> yeah, I should him and Wes Walls, who are uh, who I was going to talk about just for a couple couple of days. But no, I there's there's stuff I've been trying to get done at Broad Street Hockey, and it's taken a while. And then I uh, the last couple of days I haven't helped too much, but I'm going to get them out next week. If they're not out next week, I don't know what to do because the one I'm almost done and I it's literally just going to take one more time to sit down and finish it. And it should be out on Monday. So the article should be coming back next week. I know I haven't actually written anything in a while, but I think it's all coming back next week. We'll see. It's all coming back <laughs> to Craig now. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. I'm just, uh, right now I'm just gonna, I think I'm gonna just get off and go to bed, which if you know me and you know, it's not 1130 yet. That's a, it's a pretty that's crazy. Wild. Yeah. It's a wild statement. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow I'm, you can find yeah, me there you go <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at flyperbole or Bomb, but you know flyperbole oh shit oh shit follow broad street hockey 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 <laughs> follow broad street hockey follow bsh radio and be sure to like bsh that's what the name of the blog is on facebook i am out of practice my god on Facebook and all that great stuff. Okay. Like, subscribe, rate, five stars, please. Give your Uber drivers a tip. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Until Sean Avery hits me with a bike, 
We will talk to you later in the words of the great Gene Hart. Good night and good hockey. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!